Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Welcome, Browns backers. I'm Chuck Campisi, joined by Tony Dick, and this is Believe in the Browns. And just to give you a quick background on who your hosts are, Tony Dick worked in various capacities with the Browns over the course of 21 seasons with the team. So when he mentions being in the building, it's being in the building. He started with the team as a member of the grounds crew in 91. Worked with them up until the time they left for the city who shall not be named. Uh, <laughs> he rejoined the Browns upon their return to Cleveland and served his last nine years with the team as the team's manager of alumni relations before leaving in October of 2015. Tony is also a member of the Pro Football Researchers Association and has served as a research assistant for several documentary projects with NFL Films, NBC Sports, Time Warner Cable Sports Channel, and Epics. Myself, I have experience in the sports industry in various capacities with Major League Baseball teams, NCAA programs, the Miami Dolphins, the Buffalo Bills, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, where I earned a Super Bowl ring with the Buccaneers. Super Bowl, anybody? 37. 37. Uh, and between Tony and I, we probably worked about... 20 Super Bowls. We're brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Welcome Browns backers, it's Chuck Campisi with Tony Dick and this is Believe in the Browns. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, TuneIn, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. You can find us at Browns Believe, that's at Browns, B-L-E-A-V, or at Believe Podcast, that's at B-L-E-A-V Podcast. Tony, the NCAA championship game didn't quite go how I wanted it to go. However, Masters Thursday, Masters weekend, starting today, you got to put a little bit on DeChambeau. I got some John Ram money, though, too. If you're looking to get some of your master's bets down, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. It has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Put 100 in, you'll have 150 to bet with. Bet online, your online sports book 
experts. Tony, as we head into draft month here, I, I guess. I don't yes. know what you call it, right? May. It runs into May, though, so it's not uh, it's, uh, it's not just April. NFL stretching that calendar. Uh, so we talked about the 17-week season, the 17-game season, I guess, last time. This time we'll talk a little bit about the draft. There's going to be some festivities in Cleveland. Uh, so go to the Greater Cleveland Sports Commission site. Find out all the information you can there. Make sure you download your NFL One Pass. Uh, that's how you're going to be able to get in to all of the events and activities uh, at the NFL Draft. Any thoughts on that, Tony, about the draft being in Cleveland and the accoutrement to the event? Well, you know, I, a little exciting. I know yesterday the first piece of steel went up for the uh, stage, and I, you know, I know there's a. Uh, I was downtown this weekend, kind of just uh, you know. P- pushing on the edges a little bit to see what kick, you know, kicking the tires on it. And they've got all the big helmets that are out there already. And um, the area is starting to look like an NFL event. Uh, you know, they're bringing out the usual bag of tricks, but it's just neat to see it all laid out in Cleveland. I mean, uh, you know, obviously we've seen it, uh, you know, I wouldn't say a hundred times. We've seen it uh, several times uh, at the Super Bowl. Um, and, um, it, you know, it's going to have that kind of feel. And, uh for us here in Cleveland, since we're probably not going to get a Super Bowl anytime soon, I mean, this will be <laughs> the closest we'll get to that type of feel, and and I think it's good for Cleveland. I'm just hoping that uh, I'm just hoping that we're allowed to open this thing up enough so that we can get as many people there to enjoy it as possible. Um, I, it would really be a shame for us to have waited this long to have an event this big and have it, uh, you know, kind of sidelined by rules and regulations that are just in my mind a little unnecessary at this point i mean well i i just yeah i mean it's not going to be nashville you know in 2019 which was awesome and i I think it could have been something comparable if if we would add fully open uh but it, it looks like they're doing all that they can i know a ton of our students are you know we got priority on the signups so they're signing up uh, today, I know it opens up to the general public on Friday at noon. So if you if you want to volunteer and and participate as a you know staffer for the draft festivities, uh, signups will start uh, Friday at noon. Uh, but for our students, got a little bit early access. Those are signing up now for those shifts uh, to be a part of it. And yeah, we've done the Super Bowls before, but it's nice to have something like the draft come here. Uh, I hope we can. I plan on you know taking my girls to it. Uh, over the weekend, so it should be should be a fun time. Oh, it'll be good, and, and, and it's just a after a year of nothing going on downtown. It's just great to see things going on downtown. It's great to see people downtown for opening day. Um, you, you know, just you know, obviously we're not at the capacity we want to be at, but it's better than nobody. Because um, last year was just just the strangest of years. Um, just with no one being downtown. So, hey, this would be a great way to kind of kick off the comeback, and uh, it'll be exciting to see. Yeah, no, and that's and that's the good part. That's the good part. So as we think about the draft, let's think a little bit about what's happening. Obviously, we saw Sam Darnold get traded recently as an impact kind of on the draft, um, where people are going now. Uh, it looks like people are thinking – you know, QBs essentially one, two, and three seem to be the, I don't know, picks du jour, right? I think everybody thought Trevor Lawrence was going to go number one. Um, then it looks like a lot of folks have Zach Wilson from BYU as, as number two, and then Mac Jones 
uh, as number three, but a couple people have thrown in Trey Lance as the number three. Some folks want Justin Fields as the number three. So it's an interesting kind of uh, debate, I guess, from a QB standpoint. Luckily for the Browns, uh, it's it's one year, Tony, where we're not actually looking for a QB. Uh, as crazy as that may sound, uh, what are your thoughts on just some of the things that have happened recently with some of the trades or some of the mock drafts you've seen for that top of the draft? Uh, you know, the thing the thing I'll say is, and I know I'm probably in the minority on this, I, I feel bad for Sam Darnold. Like, I, I honestly think that the kid was put in a no-win situation. And, um, I you know, I just, I don't know. I feel bad. I feel bad for him. But, you know, I guess I feel bad for him because, because of the fact that his reputation has been a little bit sullied. But I do not feel bad for him because he was able to get out of New York because I think the New York jets, that organization is an absolute disaster. And, um, it, it, you know, it'll probably be best for him to get out of there. Anyhow, um, I am, you know, it's, uh, I, I don't want to go back to the typical Brownsy thing, but man, um, when I look at the quarterbacks that are available, um, I just, and, and this is the year we don't have a high pick. It's like all those years we had high picks, there was no good quarterbacks. And, now we're low picking when there's a ton of great guys out there, but we've got our guy in Baker, so we don't have to worry about it. But I just I think it's going to be when I look at that that top of the list, you know, and I don't want to say San Francisco's, you know, the organization is going to be turned around, but I mean they, they kind of you know for a team that was right there on the cusp of a championship, I mean the last couple of years it's just been you know the last year has just been kind of awful. I mean they they just kind of went went off the reservation there. And uh, if they can get a guy like Trey Lance, if they can get a Mac Jones, I, I you know, I think that team is right back into contention. Um, and, and I certainly think the organization that I have like slowly, but surely falling in love with is the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, I really think uh, they add Trevor Lawrence. They've, you know, they've added a, a great head coach. The front office is like, turning into an all-star team. Um, I just think that's an organization that's going to be able to flip it quick. And um, that's kind of exciting to watch. So, um, and then the Jets, whoever, whoever goes there, I feel bad for that kid. I mean, it's just. <laughs> well, the Jets, you know what? I mean, and I think as Browns fans, we can really relate to the Sam Darnold quarter, quarterback situation, just because we saw that happen to so many quarterbacks that came through this organization for, you know, for about 20 years where mm-hmm. it's like, Hey, you might be good or you might have some talent, but there's literally nothing around you and <laughs> you're going to have to do everything with no talent because we don't know what we're doing. Yeah. And and so you feel bad for a kid. Um, hopefully, you know, he can turn it around there and, and we'll see. But I, I would agree with you on the Jags. I'm not necessarily sold uh, on all of the decisions that they've made, but it seems like in general, they're moving in a positive direction. For the 49ers, the 49ers were like almost the the reverse of the Browns in 2020. It was, for the Browns, anything that could have gone right essentially did for the most part, other than maybe OBJ, but that was about it. For the 49ers, anything that could have gone wrong from injuries to just systems to guys, you know, opting out just essentially went wrong for them in, in, in 2020, which is unfortunate having played in the Super Bowl, you know, the previous year and being so close. Well, I think it's important, you know, if, if I'm the Browns, I'm studying that season the 49ers had last year because one of the factors in in kind of that drop-off was the flip of the strength of schedule too. Um, you, you know, 
and we're going to go through that. Our our schedule this year is going to be exponentially more difficult than oh, it was last sick, year. It, it's fairly and difficult. um, I you know that's something you got to be prepared for. I mean, there's nothing you can do about it. It, it, it's, it, it can't change it. Yeah. But um, certainly, I think, it, you know, obviously making some moves on defense help, will help shore that up. You know, I was just thinking about it. You know, as good as we did last year, we did that well with the secondary we had. And, and I was thinking about that in the car driving. I'm like, man, our secondary absolutely sucked. Like, secondary the, sucked. Linebackers yeah, sucked. Well, that's the, <laughs> I mean, the, was, the back two tiers of our defense yeah. were just were non-existent. Yeah. And, and – I mean, that's where you look at, at the free agency additions of Johnson and Hill, and you're like, man, now you add yeah. Denzel Ward in there, right? Greedy Williams is in there, right? You, If Delpit can come in and, and play a significant role, mm-hmm. man, that's a, that's a hell of a defensive backfield right now. Yeah. And then there were, you know, the linebackers, we, we still need to make some additions there to make me very comfortable with that role. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where I think if you're if you're looking at that, if you're looking at the draft and you're looking, hey, who are the Browns going to be able to choose at number 26? Man, if, if there's some, you know, if if Xavier Collins, you know, from from Tulsa falls there, I, I would be happy with that. If, if, if Jamin Davis from Kentucky's there, I'm happy with that. I just think it's there's a certain point where. You know, when you get to that bottom end of that first round, I don't think you're really reaching on anybody. Yeah. So, yes, I'm generally in favor of, of the best athlete. So if there's a guy, you know, if somebody takes a tumble and you're like, hey, man, we got to grab up this guy. You know, if, if Jason Awe from Penn State is there uh, at, as an edge rusher, as a defensive end, to put him on the other side of Miles Garrett, I would be ecstatic. I don't think he's going to make it there. So you're looking at some of those types of things where – Maybe those guys are there, but probably I, I'm agreeing with some of the the mocks where Zavin Collins from from Tulsa. That's that's the guy I I think would be uh, in that role. I mean that the Anthony Walker addition in free agency helps with the linebacker role, but you, you need you need some depth there, and, and you just need some talent there also. Now, in, in in I guess this is my question. Like, if you got a guy that we're set on, you, you know, because I'm, I'm looking at some of the mocks, and you know, un, unfortunately, it looks like Collins is is a guy that may, you know, he may not be uh, obtainable where we're at. Um, do we feel like we're in a position to do some all in type moves? Like, because we, I mean, we were close to getting to the Super Bowl last year. I mean, do we feel like? This is a year that we can be conservative, or is this a year where we can say, "Hey, we might be able to mortgage a little bit of the future here"? Or because I, I mean, we we've got to get something going here. The window, the window of opportunity is closed. I used to say that every year with, uh, you know, when I was there with Joe Thomas, I said, "Man, we got this guy. He's playing lights lights out, Hall of Famer, all this stuff." But the window of opportunity for us to win with him is getting smaller and smaller every year. And I feel like with the group that we had assembled last year. Yeah, we're bringing a lot of people back, but that window is going to close as far as our opportunity to win with this group. And I think sometimes if you've got a guy, you know, that, uh, you know, if, if Collins is there and, uh, you know, he's we're five picks away, I think I think we got to make a move. Now, you don't give away the farm, but I think you've got to make a move and get aggressive to get people in here because we've we've got to win within the next two years or this thing starts to come apart. I mean, that's just the reality of it. Yeah. But. 
Well, and I mean, that's, that's part of the process. That's part of the process. And I think as you're, as you're going through, I don't know if, if he's the guy that you have to take. I think there are some other guys that, that could be viable at that spot where, where the Browns are taken at, at 26, you know, so I don't know if you have to make that reach, yeah. but you know, like I said, I mean, Jamie Davis wouldn't be bad from Kentucky. Uh, you have, man, I, I might butcher this one, Aziz Oljolari, uh from Georgia, who's in that mix with those guys. And then even if you do take, you know, um, a Jalen Phillips or a Greg Rousseau out of Miami from a defensive end standpoint, because again, it, it, if if you have that pressure mm-hmm. and guys that are able to to close those gaps that that backs just then can't get through or the quarterback's in a hurry, you know, maybe you don't need the most elite linebackers ever. And you're going to have to take probably at least two or three linebackers in this draft. Yeah. But I, I don't know if it has to be your top pick, but I, I mean, your top pick, let's be honest, has to be on the defensive side of the ball. I don't think there's a ton of changes that need to take place on the offensive side of the ball. Obviously you'd like to maybe see some added depth um, from an offensive offensive line perspective in the, in the later rounds, but, but you have plenty of picks to, to be able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I think, you know, the, the name, the name you mentioned, Alway, I, I, I mean, I definitely think he's there. I think the problem we're at, he's kind of a tweener pick. Like, you know, I guess you got to make a decision. I always love when people say, well, man, we, we picked him too high at 26. I, I feel like if it's something that you feel like is going to fit in your system and fits all your needs, it, it, who cares if he's projected 34 and you pick him, it, you, you know, 26, who gives it? You know, oh, it, it, you know, and it's not like, I mean, you're picking kickball teams here at this point. Yeah. Let's be honest. Nobody and nobody can tell you, oh, I know. I know, really, you know, yeah. then, then please tell me everybody that you knew about yeah. that didn't pan out because I don't remember people panning Browns drafts every single year that I've been here. Yeah. Uh, and guess what? They haven't been very good for a large portion of those. So you were super excited. There were plenty of people that were excited about the money, man. Yeah. Uh, so let's be honest about, yeah, we have an idea, but we don't really know any of this. So if you're, I agree with you, if you're picking a guy that you think is going to fit your system, that has the skills that you're looking for, even if, hey, but if you're not looking for those people that are in between 26 and 32, yeah. if you're not looking for a running back, if you're not looking for a wide receiver, then then those guys aren't really, yeah, yeah. they're better maybe, but are they going to be better for the team to get to where this team wants to go? Yeah. And so I would I would agree with you on that one. I'm looking at this, but if I'm the Jets, just from a spite standpoint, I mean, because they've been kicked around by New England for a long time, I think I just go ahead and get Mac Jones just so that Bill Shake can't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it'd be a shocking pick, but uh, but I don't know how shocking it is. He's another kid. I think you plug him in, and it, you know, people say, "Well, I don't know if he should be number two. Well, you know what? If he ends up dropping, you know, to 15, and he goes to New England and he wins, I mean. You know, is it is it too too high of a pick to take him at fifteen? I, I I don't know. You know, and a lot of these guys are ranked by just individual talent. Um, but you know, the teams they're that are picking, I mean, they don't have the same needs as as the talent that they provide. So I mean, that's part of the problem too. But I don't know. I, I do have to laugh though. CBS NFL has us taking Elijah Moore, wide receiver from Old Miss. Um, 
I don't know if I'm laughing because we're taking a wide receiver as much as I'm laughing because they have us taking a five foot nine inch wide receiver. Um, I just find that to be a little, a little funny, but um, well, what are you going to do? Right. Yeah. Not too many. Uh, that's the thing. I think, you know, sometimes people see, Oh, that one, Santana Moss made it. Okay. Uh, having worked with that yeah. dude was the fastest person I had ever seen. Yeah. Period. In sport, yeah, he was a, <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was a track athlete playing yeah. football. He was on track scholarship. Yeah, I mean, he was not on a football scholarship. He was on a track scholarship, um, and he was ridiculous. So, we'll just say, we'll just mm-hmm. say. Now, Tony, I gotta, I gotta break it up here a little bit before sure, we get sure. to maybe what we might think we want to do in the second round. Right? We got a little bit of our first round. We'll mm-hmm. move to the second. We'll stop there. We'll stop. We're not going to go too far. We're not going to go too far. How happy are you with your current sunglasses? I don't know. I could probably use an upgrade. Right, I, I, mean, I, I think it's time to make your outdoor experiences better with Canon. Canon sunglasses are made exclusively with polarized lenses for optimal clarity, Tony. They're made with Japanese optics that make their lenses clearer, lighter, stronger, and Italian handcrafted frames mm-hmm. that are, and I quote, impossible to scratch. Ooh. Use the Canon Cast 15 at canon.com to receive 15% off your first pair. That's Canon Cast 15. K A E N O N C A S T 15. Canon. Clearly better. So, Tony, now that you can see, what do you envision for the Browns in the second round of the NFL draft? You know, Where's your picking? Where are we picking? 59? Yeah. I, I think, I think you know, once again, uh, we have to continue to go on defense. I would say, um, you, you know, I'm, I'm thinking myself, I'm thinking uh, another edge rusher or I'm thinking another. I, a lot of people think that our secondary um, troubles uh, have been kind of rectified here through free agency. I feel like. I don't know. I, I hate to I hate to be a jerk, but I just feel like we, we've had so much trouble with our guys staying healthy. I don't know if I'm confident with, um, you, you know, the folks that we have right now. Um, and, and I don't know. Uh, I know there's a, and I don't know if he'll fall to us or not, but there was a, a kid at UCF, uh, Aaron Robinson. I thought uh, he was a legitimate, you know, for where we're picking at 59, he may be available. It looks like, I don't know, he may get scooped up. And he's a guy I definitely had on my radar as far as a uh, DB in the, um, in the second round. I mean, once again, it, it, it you know, uh, Kelvin jo- Joseph from Kentucky is a guy, Tyson Campbell, Georgia. I mean, these are guys that are probably going to go a little bit higher. And this is where I'm saying, do we, do we make a move to move up? You know, because some of the teams that are that are picking obviously higher in in uh, in that round are teams that need a ton of you know holes filled. I don't feel like we're quite in that position. So if we could package up a bunch of our later picks just to move up and, and get some folks, I'm not opposed to that this year. I I don't feel like we need to draft nine guys this year. I, we're not in that position. We need four or five quality guys that can start day one. Um, that's what we need to be focused on. Um, the rest of the stuff, you know, we'll get when the teams shuffle their rosters. We can pick up people, you know, for depth or whatever. But we need four or five quality starters on defense, you know. And we've picked up some great free agents, but we need to create some competition too. Don't don't just rest on the fact that hey, we got some guys in free agency; they're automatically going to be the starters. 
um, hey, hey, let's get some competition going and let's get this defense turned around. Um, so for me, that's I would say DB or um, you know uh, somebody on the line up the middle on the edge. I, I mean, we don't. I don't feel like we can have enough people. Um, you know, to rotate in in that area. I yeah, mean. I mean, and that's where I'll say I would agree. I think whatever you do in that first round, I like I said, I would prefer linebacker. I wouldn't necessarily mind defensive end or, you know, defensive backfield there. If you get a linebacker, say you get a linebacker in round one, then I think you're looking safety and DB. Uh, I'm going to be biased here, having watched a lot of their games uh, this year. You know, I said we should have taken Antoine Winfield Jr. last year, and I think, you know, first team, all rookie squad uh, votes for defensive yeah. rookie of the year, uh, Super Bowl champion, kind of, he would have been a great addition to this Browns defense, uh, picked one pick after he picked. Uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, I watched a lot of the Gopher games, having uh, been a fan, and then obviously Syracuse, uh, two two defensive backs, you got a safety and a DB, you got Andre Cisco, and you got Efetu Milafawan, and if either of those guys are there, I would be happy taking those guys. I know uh, Tyson Campbell from Georgia is someone that that people kind of have us picking as well. Wouldn't be necessarily uh, angry about that pick either. So if you can do that, but if you're looking, hey, maybe we got a DB in, in round one, you know, Chaz Surratt as potentially a linebacker in that role would would be great yeah. and then but if you did i mean it might be also a time where you know you're talking about the depth from the safety standpoint it might be if you have an opportunity to maybe take an offensive lineman uh to get yourself a little bit of depth yeah. there maybe that works um so you see but there's there's some definite talent there i think your your objective is whatever you didn't draft maybe on the defensive side of the ball in the first round you're you're taking somebody from a different position uh, in the second round, I'm not necessarily player sensitive. How, however, just based on seeing those guys play and knowing how uh, often the Syracuse defense was on the field uh, this past year, and these guys held up, uh, I would be, I would be, I'd love to see Andre Cisco from a safety standpoint. I mean, 13 interceptions during his time at Syracuse over you know 24 games uh, would definitely take that in a safety role. Uh, for, for the Browns would would love 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 to see that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Is if we pick offense, I'll be angry. But um, as long as we stick with the defense, I'm fine. And um, you know, I'm good there. Speaking of defense, you know, I, I do want to mention um, at the beginning of the week, uh, Gerald Irons passed away. Which you know, for for some of our older Browns fans, I don't know if our younger ones will remember him. I mean, Gerald was just a quality guy. And just, uh, you know, for me, <clears throat> the thing I like about Gerald, played at a time where we just had some amazing guys on the team. You know, you had him and Dick Ambrose both playing linebacker. And both him and Dick Ambrose at night attended John Marshall Law School to get their law. I mean, just, I mean, come on. I mean, I know, I know it was a different time, but it just amazes me that these guys were working part-time jobs in the offseason in season, they're, they're going to law school at night, and he just he's one of those amazing people. Uh, in fact, they, they built a, a new high school. Uh, he's down there in the Woodlands, Texas. 
they built a, a high school named the high school after him. He had been an administrator for, you know, 30 plus years in, in the community and just a, an amazing human being. So, um, you know, like I said, for Browns fans out there, you, you know, from the, the, the mid to late seventies that remember Gerald Irons, just a, a solid player, but an even more solid human being. I mean, he's just a great guy and a tremendous loss for the, um, you know, for the Browns and, uh, his wife, Myrna is a great person and, uh, you know, definitely keep her in our, our thoughts, but yeah. Well, and even, even think about this prior to attending John Marshall school of law, yeah. right. During his time when he was with the Raiders, it was at the university of Chicago, university of Chicago, doing yeah. a, doing a MBA at, uh, yeah. Yeah. Arguably, uh, I don't know, top five academic institution in the nation. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, everybody's got hobbies. Point, so. Everybody's got hobbies. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Spoke fluent Japanese, right? So you're, I mean, you're talking about a guy that you know lived the life on and off the field. Yeah. So no, that's it's a you know it's been a kind of a unfortunate run here for for Browns alumni, um, but at least you know we have uh, memories that we can look back upon and yeah. and savor those. All righty. I think that's about wraps it up for us, right? I think so. That's think all we so. got, Browns backers. We'll talk to you next week. Yeah, I'm going to go get online and order my new sunglasses and then uh, maybe grab a sandwich. What kind of sandwich? I don't know. Sub sandwich. All right. <laughs> <laughs> soup, soup du jour. Oh, it's the soup of the day. <laughs> it sounds delicious. <laughs> all right. Uh, dumb and dumber. There we go. All right, everybody. Adios. Chug, <laughs> chug. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.